Let's look ahead to Thursday in the NBA. Five games on, waiver wire, streaming options, injury updates, and of course, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and it's a complete crap. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball, on TikTok at redrock underscore bball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. I would hope that you're all double bangers by now, but if you're not and you want to go bang, bang, um, you listen on audio, you watch on video, you do both, you comment on the videos, you would need award and you ring my bell. One day I'll sing that. If I get to, uh, let's say 75,000 Ks, maybe I'll do a singing version of, maybe that'll discourage you from subscribing, but we'll ring my bell anyway. Thumbs up, comments, all of that stuff. We're here to talk fantasy basketball. We're here to talk the games on Thursday. There are five of them, early, early game. Warning, early game. It is a 2 p.m. Eastern game. It is the game over in Paris between the Cavs and the Nets. So if you are here in Australia like me, hello, g'day. Um, 6 a.m. game for us here on uh, Melbourne time. That is 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, that is 11 a.m. Pacific over in the uh, United States. So get your lineups done and set early for that singular game. We're going to talk about what we need to talk about. We'll do it right now. It's a good time to do it, of course. Let's look at some injury updates. Of course, this is all subject to change because stuff changes every minute in the NBA. So who is in, who is out that we know of? Uh, Ben Simmons and Daron Sharp are going to be out for the Nets. You're going to be shocked to hear that about Ben Simmons. Uh, Only a couple of days, day to day on November 15th is what his agent said. Coincidentally, the same agent who told us that Jimmy Butler's foot issues, no long-term problem. So take that for what you will. Evan Mobley and Darius Garland are out as well. Okay, we know that. I am listing Al Horford out. Horford is playing on Wednesday. There is no way he's playing on Thursday. So he's out for that matchup between Boston and Milwaukee. Um, I would also just be wary of a couple of other Celtics players there. They're resting guys today. We'll talk about this later, but Porzingis is out today. We've seen Drew Holiday and Jason Tatum pop up on injury reports as well. Not saying they're going to sit, but... There's got to be, well, Pussingus will be back, but I would say those other guys we'd have to be a little bit cautious of. Jay Crowder is going to be um, out for the Bucks, of course. I'm going to guess that Muxy Kleber is out for the Mavs. I am listing DeAndre Ayton as doubtful. I think this will probably be, look, he could be upgraded to questionable, which is a great sign. I think he's either back this game coming up on Thursday or their next game, which is, I think, Saturday. I think he's going to be back in one of those two. I am putting Drew Holiday and Jason Tatum questionable. I don't think they miss because it is against the Bucks, but they're in the back end of a five-game and eight-day stretch. Tatum did sit the game on Monday. Holiday's had some elbow issues. Just watch it. I think they're more on the probable side of questionable, but it is something to watch. We haven't seen Jalen Brown or Derek White pop up on the injury report, so also just be cautious of that as well. I don't think that'll be the case. But be cautious. Campaign missed the last game with concussion protocol. He is ready to go. He's questionable for um 
well, not question. You're ready to go. He's questionable for Thursday. We don't have an update yet on old mate Jabari Walker, but his presence or absence amazingly does change a lot. It changes uh, old mate Onion Budgie. It changes um, uh, the Great Barrier Reef as well. So quite a bit can change there with Aiden out if Walker does play. We don't have the Dallas update yet. Dante Exum with his heel contusion. Well, it's actually now it's a plantar fascia issue, which I think probably puts him more to doubtful. You don't need to roster Dante Exum, by the way. Derek Lively with the sprained ankle. I would say he's getting close to 50-50 here. That's a guess. I would say close to 50-50. Rui Hachimura looks like he might be available. The, the Lakers was talking, yeah, he's getting really close last game. I am putting him in question at the moment. Same with Cam Reddish. But I think there's chances that they... um are both okay and, and ready to play. Um, Reddish was... Reddish played in the last game and then he copped a whack in the head and never returned. I think he'll be okay, but we don't have that update yet. And of course, we're going to have Anthony Davis listed probable and we're going to have LeBron James listed questionable. But they're fake, so they'll be fine. Bol Bol was questionable, but he's healthy. So there you go. He's going to play. Well, actually, he's going to be available to play. Whether he plays any minutes or not remains to be seen. Same goes with um, uh, Nasir Littleface, who's going to be available, as well as Yudoka as a BUK. Not that they're necessarily going to be in the rotation at all. And then two other big ones. Porzingis is sitting Wednesday. Absolutely zero doubt to me that he's going to play on uh, Thursday. It's a back-to-back, five-game in eight, the end of it. He's had a couple of little uh, lower body things. I think he's fine. And Damian Lillard missed Monday's game for personal reasons. He is back and ready to go and available to play on Thursday. They've got the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday triumvirate of brilliance coming up for the Bucs. So that's good that we've got Lillard back and ready to roll. In terms of back-to-backs Wednesday through uh, Thursday... So the Celtics and the Thunder have the Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back leading in. I actually probably did that the wrong way around, didn't I? I should have put who's playing Thursday-Friday. That's my bad. The Thursday-Friday combination is just Portland. On the th- I said, yeah, I said Aiton on the Saturday, so I was wrong with that. Uh, I think that Aiton will sit on the Thursday and then play on the Friday is my guess. That The Blazers play um, at the Thunder on Thursday, and then they go to take on the Timberwolves on Friday. So they're the only Thursday-Friday combo. Friday is a 10-game slate as well in the NBA. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. PricePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is also the most exciting and the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. It's not you up against thousands of others in a zero-sum sort of situation that if you win, someone else loses. They win, you lose. In PricePix, everybody can win, literally, except for PricePix, but that's fine. We don't care if they win or not. We care if you win. You choose between two to six individual player projections and you choose more or less. Simple as that. You put them together in an entry. If you get six right, you get 25 times back. Is so easy to do. It might be points or rebounds or assists. You choose it. They've got so many different player options, so many different individual stat projections that you just have to choose more or less on. And plus all these other different things. They've got the celebrities in there as well, like old mate Meek Mill and Andrew Schiltz. Um, you can find community plays under the promo tab on the site. They've got the reboot policy. So if someone gets hurt in the first half and doesn't return, well, that player gets rebooted. Very, very simple. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA. You get a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy sports made easy. So let's look at the stream of the day options. It's not a great day for streaming. There's some options out there, but it's not perfect. There are five games on. The 10-teamer is probably the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, who has been really good on a per-minute basis, but you run the risk of games where he plays 19 minutes. And he's never going to push to 30 unless someone gets hurt. But 
the lack of options that are staring at us at the moment with availability is like, it is probably him. I like him more as a regular 12-team league player than I do as a um, 10-teamer, but for 10-team streams, he's there. This is how desperate it is because I'm recommending Lou Dort. Dort is at least got a stable role. He will play 28 to 30 minutes. He'll be out there in a lot of the crunch time situations. He might have 15 points. He might have four points. He'll get a chance at steals, but the role is secure. It's not a great stream day. The 14-team stream is probably the artist formerly known as Torian Prince like Dort. The production varies unbelievably, but they need his shooting and he's going to play 30 plus. So he could have three threes, 11 points, two steals, five rebounds. He could have three points on 11% shooting. You could do all that, but the role is likely not going to change here for Torian Prince. For 16-teamers, I am going with Isaac Okoro. Like these other guys, one of the key factors here is a relatively stable role without Mobley and without Garland. Yes, Levert gets the minutes off the bench and he's pretty strong there. They're giving some minutes to Slam and Sammy Merrill, but we get 25 out of Okoro probably. And as a single-digit roster percentage bloke who is a starter, that's actually all right. For Yahoo points, I am going to go with Dennis Smith, who let's see whether the trend continues. Does he continue to siphon minutes away from Spencer Dinwiddie? Mm-hmm. But he's worth a look. And ESPN points, I'm going to just put Dort slightly tipping over the top of Dennis Smith. We'll see whether that works out in my favor. The On my radar section, the first game is Brooklyn and Cleveland. This one is it's not at Cleveland because it's in Paris. Um, Paris. Why do we do this? I know I have this rant. I know someone's going to give me the right answer. But it frustrates me when we just mispronounce... I don't even mispronounce. Like, why is the name of a country slash city... Why do we just call it something different to what it's actually called? Why do we call Rome, Rome, when Italians call it Roma? How hard is that for us, for anyone to say? How hard is it to say Roma? It's not. But we call it Rome. Why do we call it Germany? It's Deutschland. How hard is that to say? Florence. Firenze. I can understand saying yeah, Paris over Paris because that's, that's accent related, right? I just don't understand. Let's completely change the word. Rome is the most egregious one of those that's out there, surely. Like, Roma or Rome? Roma? Oof. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure really sure. Like the tomatoes? Yeah. Like Rome. Like I, I don't... Anyway. I know this is a long-standing thing and it's never going to change. And I'm not going to be pretentious here. Oh, I just spent two weeks over in Roma. I, yeah, come on. I'm not going to do that. But it just bugs me because I'm an idiot. I don't watch Trenton Wofford in Brooklyn. There is no Dayron Sharp, so somebody needs backup center minutes. I don't think that the backup center gets as many minutes as what Sharp did. And they could very easily go to old mate Harry Giles or they could go to Noah Clowney. But I think Watford's going to get first crack at it. And he's a very interesting fantasy player. So that is like placeholder for who is the backup center. I think it's Watford. Could be Giles, could be Clowney. For the Cavs, Slam and Sammy Merrill has been on fire. Could he actually take over Isaac Okoro's role? I said Okoro had a relatively stable role. And by that, I mean he's going to start. But Merrill is like... Is Merrill the best shooting Sam in the NBA? Is there only two Sams in the NBA? And they're both... All they do is shoot threes? Is Sam just an extraordinarily white name? Say Samuel Samuel Dallenbear is not white. But maybe Sam is just a really white name. Anyway, that doesn't matter either. What an interesting morning. Sam Merrill, interesting guy to watch with that three-point volume. We are streaming at Den Smith. And Okoro probably is the stream for Cleveland, but I could very much be convinced that you do want to go to Slam and Sammy Merrill, um, Caucasian legend. Let's look at the next one. It is Boston and Milwaukee. I want to see maximum Derek White because since I said, yeah, I think he should make the All-Star team, he's... Been not very good. Like the performances have fallen off. And part of the stuff with White this season has been he's doing career high steals, blocks, 
uh, three-point percentage, all this stuff is career high. And I went, okay, I don't know that it holds at this level, but then it did for like 35 games. I went, all right, fair enough. And then I said that, and it's fallen back off again. I don't think Derek White's bad. I think you know who I am. And you know how I feel about Derek White, but it is a bit of a slump here. Let's see if it changes back. For the Bucks, Lillard returns. He was on the buy low show uh, yesterday. So let's see if his 25% shooting from three comes up. Spoiler alert, it is going to. Whether it does in this game or not, I'm not sure. But let's see. More important, I think, is the usage, which is down 27 to 24 over the last two weeks. That's something more to watch versus the shooting, which we know is going to come up. We just don't know when. In terms of streams, if Al Horford is out, we can go to Luke Cornett. They were using the Pastel Donata, um, Nemeas Kader earlier in the season, but Cornet has back is back in that role. He's had a couple of really big, interesting performances. And then for the Bucks, Leaky Beasley or Bob Porter, so your two stream guys, depending on who's available. Remember, the Bucks have the best schedule rest of the week. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, nobody else has that. So Leaky Beasley, Bobby Portis, this is the time to get back on board if you need to just to get the extra games in on the good days. This is a back-to-back for Boston as well, as I mentioned. For the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Thunder, I want to watch Shaden Sharp. Uh, to say that I've been somewhat underwhelmed with his fantasy performance would be accurate. Even earlier in the season when Simons was out, Scoot was out, Brogdon was out, he was playing like 45 minutes and he was like, okay. But I said this about somebody yesterday. I don't remember who it was I was talking about. But when you're given everything, like you play 44 minutes a night, you're the number one guy, everything is running through you, and there are going to be other guys return. Oh, Brandon Miller was who I was talking about, where you've got all this opportunity with everyone out, and you're still like like mid, like, ugh, like it's okay. Then you worry about what happens when guys come back. Now, Sharp's last couple of games have been better, but I just do worry about the overall fantasy upside, the way this team is with Simons and Scoot there. Let's see what he does. I like him as a player. I like him as a prospect a lot, but... Some of the fantasy stuff's a little little wobbly. In terms of streams, Dwap Wreath probably is the stream with the assumption that uh, Aiton is out and Walker, not sure. If Walker plays, it does make it a little bit harder with Wreath and harder with Budgie because they'll all sort of be eating, his other, eat, eating each other's asses for minutes. And then there's Lou Dort. We, we know the risks of a stream of Lou Dort. It is uh, not the most pleasant experience at times. The New York Knicks and the Dallas Mavericks, the Christos Porzingis Bowl, Tim Hardaway Jr. revenge game. Grimes was great last game. You know what I feel about Quentin Grimes. I think he's good. I think he's buried. Um, all right, that's here. Anyway, his question time to encourage comments on the YouTube video. Who is your guy that is just in a situation where you go, hmm, I just need them into a better spot? I've got a few. One of them was quickly. He, that's happened now. Grimes, Moody. Um, not, not even really going to count rookies, but there's rookies there like Whitmore. Um, and then, but Grimes and Moody are two that really do stand out to me. Uh, Cole Anthony, another one as well. Uh, Kobe White was one, but obviously he's a starter now. Um, yeah, they're the sort of guys I just I just want to see that opportunity. So let's see, because he played more minutes than the big ragu last game. And if Grimes plays 24, I would consider him, considering how much his usage has bumped coming off the bench. But I don't think it's going to happen. For the Mavericks, I want to watch Kyrie Irving, because he is like rolling as a top, top 15 guy at worst at the moment. He's just doing Kyrie things. And every game you look, it's like, it's almost like those um, you know, Tungsten Arm O'Doyle memes where it's like you know, Kyrie Irving had 35, 7 and 6 with 2 blocks and a steal and Luka Doncic had 40, 11 and 12 on 65% shooting as the Dallas Mavericks lost 120 to 100 to the Charlotte Hornets because they're putting up their numbers they're doing everything and the rest of the team is doing nothing is that their fault? I don't know I feel like they're doing everything that they possibly can it's just that maybe some of those supporting pieces are not particularly good it doesn't, doesn't help that Derek Lively is out of course which we don't know if he's out here or not anyway who are we streaming in? Joshy Hart and then you've got DiVincenzo as an option there as well. That's, he's a little bit more rostered than Hart. I don't think that Hart's a must-roster 12-teamer. 
he's just not a, not exciting enough. There's not enough happening. There's not enough consistency, and that just doesn't uh, spell out a recipe to be must roster. And then the other one for Dallas, they under the assumption that Dante Exum is out. Derek Jones is probably that guy. Uh, it's not Josh Green. I know that much. And Tim Hardaway is he's very hit or miss, but he's rostered in a lot more spots at, at this point and not really, not really available. Today's episode is brought to you by the Jace Case. According to the FDA and my eye test, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now, Jace Medical. I read that and I shouldn't have read it because you do not use amoxicillin for flu season. Naughty. Amoxicillin is a very useful antibiotic for upper respiratory tract infections that are caused by bacteria. And that is a common thing. For flu, doesn't do a single thing. So I'm sorry, Jace Medical, that part's wrong. But the general premise is correct. There are shortages of medication right across the world. And having antibiotics at home for emergency situations in upper respiratory tract infections, urinary tract infections, let's be honest, sexually transmitted infections, skin infections, which can get nasty very quick. You gotta have this stuff on hand. If you're in a situation where you can't get to healthcare, you're in an isolated environment, or just you need this stuff at home, Jace Case can do that, give you these emergency antibiotics. So go to jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board physician. Board physicianed? No, a board certified doctor. Stop using physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy, drugstore at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. All right, let us bring this bad boy home with the last little parts that we need to talk about. It is the Phoenix Suns and the LA Lakers. Which one of these teams is worse at the moment? It is the Suns, I'm guessing, but they're both shithouse and they both need a win. At least someone will get a win. We know that much. On the Suns, Bradley Beal has stunk the last couple of games. We need him to get back on track. Our general premise heading into this season was when there is a big three, the third guy cops the hit. The first two are usually okay. We've seen some small hits for Booker and Durant, but Beal's had the big downturn. He can be better than he has been, though. And I, I just want to see where he settles in. Does he settle in and become you know, the new age Damian Lee? Sorry for the stray there on Damo. For the Lakers, last two games have stunk from Austin Reeves. Is that because of D'Angelo Russell? No, it's just that he shot like 20%. Had a look at some of Austin Reeves' advanced stats today. Absolutely horrific. And that's a worry. I've been pretty much on this train that he's been he's their third best player. But he's been actually really bad. And... We need to figure out what's going on there. I'm still rostering him, very obviously. The assists are really nice. The free throw percentage is usually pretty good, but the shooting percentages are just all over the shop at the moment. So I need to see that turn back around. also need to you know, tangentially see what that means with D'Angelo Russell, who is, I'm telling you now, over 50% chance of getting traded, and that's a real high number for me because every time else, I'll tell you, it's under 50. He's gone somewhere. Don't know where. He's gone. Streams, Eric Gordon... He's probably still that guy. Grayson Allen's ahead of him, but Gordon's the one behind him. And then it is Torian Prince for the Lakers. Christian Wood, actually not that far behind. The Crucifix is putting into really good games at the moment, and it has to be acknowledged because he's doing it. The chunky time. For the Thursday, Friday, back-to-back, it's just Portland, and that's a complete mess. So what's the chunks doing? Thursday through Monday. Well, Friday is a higher volume day with 10 games on. So we're not really streaming through on that day. Monday is a higher volume day with 11 games on. So we're still looking at Thursday, Saturday, Sunday as the optimal streaming days over the next five days. So who are the guys we're looking at? Well, it's Leaky Beasley with the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Like I said, the Bucks are the only team with that combination. And then you go to a bunch of guys who have the Thursday, Saturday. It's Torian Prince. It's Josh the Hitman Hart. Lou Dort. 
Derek Jones. They all have the Thursday-Saturday combination, which is pretty strong, right? That's that pseudo back-to-back around a 10-game Friday. And then another name that comes up just through volume, you've got to be pretty bloody desperate, but it is volume and three games, one ad to end the week, Marjan Beauchamp. Now, is Marjan Beauchamp good? We all know the answer is no. He's not. Has he really shown any improvement this season? The answer to that is also probably no. Is he going to be an NBA rotation player? Well, I'm going to guess the answer to that is also no. But if he plays 20 minutes a night, that's 60 minutes, one waiver ad, four days, what does he get? Yeah, let's say eight points a game. Maybe, let's say six points a game. 18 points with two rebounds. It's 18 and six. One assist, 18, six, and three. Two steals. It's pretty good for a waiver ad. And while he is shit, if you get 60 minutes of action, which might push to 65 because there's a back-to-back in there as well, and Middleton is going to be limited in one of those games, I'm guessing, maybe that's worth it. Schedule, volume, timing is very important in fantasy. And even the worst players, he's not the worst, but he's close. I could even throw Andre Jackson in that mix or Pat Connaughton in that mix as well. Getting the three in where not everyone has that can sometimes be a benefit even if it seems silly on the surface. We are really starting to focus a little bit more here with like 30-odd, but what percent are we actually into the NBA season? 44% into the NBA season. That is over halfway through the NBA fantasy season as well. And um, fatigue can build up. And we're starting to see it now with loads build up onto people. Someone doubted that I made that joke yesterday. I'm not going to make it again, but I'm going to comment on the joke that I made. They said, oh, I find it. There's no way Josh doesn't know the name of a porn star. I, I, I know. Someone said, oh, Mia Khalifa. Yeah, I know that, but she's not even a porn star anymore. Like, she does other stuff. I guess everyone knows who Mia Khalifa is. She's not even a porn star. I actually don't know any adult performers. I don't have a favorite OnlyFans creator. I don't know any of these people. But that's okay. Good for them. The heavy load builds up at this point of the year. And we see teams taking it easy. There's bad performances chucked in because of the fatigue, the colder weather, the illnesses, the travel. It builds up. And a five-game in eight-night is just where you watch where some things might go awry. And the teams that start a five-game in eight-night, and remember, whenever it's a five-game in eight-night, it means that I'm talking about it starts on Thursday, finishes on Thursday. I don't need to put the days up there because it's always what it is. Nick's Thunder Jazz. So the begin- a really busy stretch here for the Thunder. So watch if there is a game that we see at 24 minutes of Chet Holmgren. Watch to see if they, you know, Kendrick Williams is going to sit out games. So you're going to get occasional Aaron Wiggins games or Usman Jen games. Um, you'll get some more Case and Wallace in some games as well. The Knicks, well, you know, Tom Thibodeau's a maniac, so everything will be fine there. Nothing changes. And then the Jazz is where it starts to get interesting. What do they do with Larry Markkinen? Does that build up on him too much? Does Walker Kessler get a little bit of extra run in the game? Does Kelly Lynx sit out? That's, it's something just to have always in the back of your mind. Paying attention to, like, also, if you're adding someone as a waiver wire guy, like, that's a nice little run. You don't always get to play them because of the way your schedule works and amount of games in a day. But it is a nice little run here of a five-game, eight-day that can be positive but can also be negative. Let's look at 10-team streamers for Thursday. already mentioned we're going to start off this list with Dante DiVincenzo. And this is how bad it is. It is just not a good day for streaming. We go to Lou Dort, Josh Hart, Torian Prince, Sterling Henderson's at 65% rostered, and Dennis Smith, who, again, is garnering a lot of attention. Thursday is going to be the big-like thing because once that's getting towards the end of his one-game week, and if he plays 25 again, we are adding in 12s. One of the biggest things we're watching tomorrow is Dennis Smith. Are we adding in 12s? And if he plays 25 in that game, well, you can actually just stream him in anyway. And it is three days of zeros, but 25 and off from Dennis Smith is a top 90 player. And you jump on that. You jump on him. Anyway, 12-team streams. All that list, we do through, we go through it. And then we look to these guys. Derek Jones, Isaac Okoro, Dwap Reef, Dorian Finney-Smith, who might get back up center minutes. 
if he gets backup center minutes, it does help the value of Smith, but also helps the value of Lonnie Walker. And also our mate all-star legend Cam Thomas could get some extra minutes. Um, Eric Gordon's a nice 12-team stream and Slammon Sammy Merrill in there too. For deeper leagues, George Niang, it's been hidden. I think I mentioned it once, but he's like playing 25, 26 a night, and he's playing at a higher level, like 160th over the last two weeks, which is much better than about the 400th he was running at all season. So just watch him. Trenton Watford, if he gets those backup minutes. Luke Cornett with Al Horford likely out. Chemezi Metu, yeah, I don't really feel good about that one. Dean Wade and Sam Hauser. It gets rough, man. It is not particularly strong. For Yahoo Points Leagues, we are going Dennis Smith at the top, followed by Ludort, Josh the Hitman Hart, Dwop Reith, Torian Prince. Why did I call him Torian? His name is Torian. Torian Prince and Isaac Okoro. And that will bring us to the end of today's show. Straight after this, if you're on YouTube, we're going straight over onto our live Locked On Sports Today channel. I haven't been mentioning it that much, but after every live show, we go straight to it. It is our live 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And we have... We cover NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, college sports, and the NBA. You'll see fantasy shows. You'll see our national shows. You'll see some of our local shows, like our Locked On Michigan show was on there after they won the national title and leading up to it. You'll see the big stories hit in the NBA, like Locked On Grizzlies will be on there with their little show putting up, talking about Ja Moran, or Locked On Pacers gets put on there. It's like watching ESPN, but without it being ESPN, which is a good thing. We don't have Kendrick Perkins screaming at the TV. You just got me screaming at the TV. So go and check out Locked On Sports today over on YouTube as well. If you are on YouTube, I think you know what to do. We're double banging. So go and hit the thumbs up. Go and listen audio. Go and watch video. Go and ring the bell. Operation 80K. 75, if you want to hear me sing, uh, ring my bell. And then we are done. Guys, thank you so much for watching, everyone. See ya.